Welcome to the PA Sprint Series podcast, where we talk about race saver sprint cars and showcase the drivers, teams, and history of the most competitive sprint car series in the country. I'm Stephanie Dodson, former driver and current announcer for the series, and I'm joined by Rod Ort, Regional Director. Coming up on this show, we'll hear race results from the PA Sprint Series and other race saver sprint regions. We'll also talk with PA Sprint Series driver and four-time winner already this 2020 season, Garrett Bard. Welcome to the show. We're at the recap portion of our show and we have Frank uh, Berman joining us again. And Frank, what do you have for us this week? Thanks for having me, uh, Stephanie. Kind of a tough start for this week because our first uh, report is from Laurel Highland Sprint Series, which was back at Bedford Speedway on Friday night. And Brandon Hawkins led the race from start to finish, took his first career race saver win on Friday night over Brad Malott, Ryan Lynn, Dylan Schatzer, and Ray Sheets. And it might be of interest to some of uh, longtime fans around here as well to know that Jim McBee won a limited late model race that was part of that show as well. And it was Jim's first win in Bedford in 38 years, which is pretty incredible. Hmm. Uh, The sad part is that uh, Brandon Hawkins, after his win on Friday night, finished fifth in the feature at Allegheny Sprint Tour race at uh, Michael's Mercer Raceway on Saturday. Uh, He then celebrated his 26th birthday on Sunday, and on Monday, uh, sadly, he died as a result of apparently a workplace accident. So just a a really shocking situation, uh, obviously terrible for his family, and uh, really tough for the whole racing community. Yeah, that was a shock to to everybody, and, you know, it was nice that he was able to join us um, at Sealands Grove the first week we ran um that's where I got to meet him um but then it was so cool to see that he picked up his first win um and what a roller coaster of emotions for that family um but we certainly you know from the PA Sprint Series send our condolences to his family and friends yeah it was a yeah, regular, more regular competitor, Western PA with uh, Allegheny Sprint Tour and, um, you know, ran Laurel Highlands on Friday. But, um, yeah, I did talk to Robbie Barchi and uh, uh, Jake Camola. You know, I think that uh, they're going to be, you know, doing something out there to rec- out their direction, um, you know, once things get uh, settled in. But, um just uh just a really really sad situation um you know happy to see that he he got to pick up that win um before he you know tragically passed away but um it it just really kind of puts it you know everything in perspective and you really really feel for that family and friends he had some close friends with the racers and and uh you know the whole community out there absolutely just a tough time for everybody but um you know, life goes on, unfortunately, uh, well, fortunately, for those of us who are still here. And um, as I mentioned, there was racing at uh, Michael's Mercer Raceway Saturday night, the Allegheny Sprint Tour event there. And Andy Best, who has also run with us, uh, had the honor of winning the first 
race of 2020. Wait a minute, excuse me. Wrong, wrong. Can I start <laughs> that one over again? Yeah. I up a little bit because of the uh, of the the Hawkins thing. So let me just let me start after Rod gets. Yeah. Now uh, yeah, that true and life, unfortunately or fortunately for those of us who are still here to live it goes on and it went on this weekend around us in race saver competition i mentioned the race at michael's mercer raceway on saturday night chase matheny who has competed with us took the checkers there over steve cousins jacob gamola kyle colwell and brandon hawkins as i mentioned they had a good field of 19 cars there for a show that also included the 410s and the big block modifies and uh, over in New Jersey, we got more racing in Jersey going. The Mid-Atlantic Sprint Tour was running at the brand new four-tenths mile Bridgeport Speedway. They tore up the old five-eighths mile track, replaced it with a four-tenths. Some people say three-eighths. We'll see what wins out. But uh, the guy who had the honor of winning the first Race Saver event ever there was Andy Best, another driver who's run with us. Uh, Tim Tanner, who was the winner at New Egypt the week before, finished second. And he was followed by Kevin Nagy, Dave Brown, and Mark Bittner. They had 25 cars. And I think about half of those cars had run with us at some point earlier this season. The Virginia Sprint Series was uh, back on pavement this past weekend at Shenandoah Speedway. Mike Laris came up from North Carolina to take home the trophy after a race-long battle with Gerald Harris. Billy Hubbard, Bill Rice, and Mike Keaton rounded out the top five there. The Virginia Sprint Tour gets back on dirt this coming weekend with a Friday night race at Dixieland Speedway in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. Carolina Sprint Tour did not race. They'll return to action this weekend at Friendship Speedway in Elkin, North Carolina. Elsewhere in race saver action, moving back out to our west, the Ohio Thunder Series was at 35 Raceway Park in Frankfurt, and this time it was uh, Kyle Kruger who defeated two-time 2020 winner Justin Clark to take that win with Cameron Haig coming in in third place. Indiana Sprint Race Saver Sprint Tour was at Bloomington Speedway where the fans had to watch from their cars. Nobody allowed the stands. But I guess that was better than last week when the track had to cancel altogether. Yeah. This, week, Andy, yeah, this week, Andy Bradley was the winner with Jordan Welsh and Ethan Barrow following across the line. The Indiana Sprinters were supposed to have raced Saturday night at Twin Cities Raceway Park, but that race was canceled because of the virus restrictions. And, and I don't know if you've been following it, but uh, they had new restrictions go into effect in New York this past week. And several of the races that were scheduled there were canceled as well. Uh, there was uh, Orange County Speedway had been running with allowing people to park their cars in the infield and watch. And at the last minute, they were told they couldn't do that either. And oh, wow. so they ran one show just trying to make it on the basis of pay-per-view revenue, and everything else for the next several weeks, they have canceled. Mm. So once again, as we said last week, we are really, really lucky that at this point, we're still racing in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Moving across the Mississippi River 
with the United Rebel Sprint Series, they were able to run the Hutchinson Nationals at the Kansas State Fairgrounds on Friday night. And Taylor Velasquez of Liberal Kansas took home the win over Jordan Knight and Ty Williams. Next weekend, they run the Bullring Nationals at Rush County Speedway in La Crosse. Aren't these great names for the races? <laughs> By the way, uh, the Hutchinson Nationals typically is a fair race, but this year the Midway was canceled. So they were, were able to get the race in, but still lots of restrictions coming in just about everywhere you look. The Southern United Sprint Tour was in Texana Raceway in Edna Saturday, and Isaiah Garcia, whose name we've mentioned before in these rundowns, uh, got the win over Daniel King and Rod Craddock with 18 cars on hand, and I'll bet as hot as it was up here, yeah. In the Texas, it was pretty toasty Saturday night. Yeah. The Texas Sprint Series was off for the weekend. They have one coming up this weekend at Heart of Texas Speedway. Neither the Sprint Series of Oklahoma or the Sprint Series of Nebraska seems to have had another race scheduled before August. But at Eagle Raceway, uh, the self-proclaimed IMCA home track, it was Jason Danley taking the race saver event over Jordan Grabowski and Jason Gullen. And just to show this is another track, kind of like another race, you know, situation like pass where it's easy to go from being on top to being a lot farther down the line real quick. Uh, last week's winner, Tanner Grossenbacher finished 12th this week. Mm -hmm. So good competition at Eagle. Uh, we'll kind of end on a, you know, a little bit of a down note, too. I had said at one point that the Western IMCA Race Saver Sprint Series was still working with California restrictions and looking at opening this past weekend at Bakersfield Speedway. Well, that race just disappeared from Bakersfield's schedule. Uh, they are supposed to start this weekend, but they do not have any other Western IMCA Race Saver events scheduled and in fact, when I checked to see what the schedule situation was, all of the Western IMCA Race Saver media platforms were no longer working. So oh, wow. I can't quite take that as a good sign at all. Mm -hmm. Once again, uh, telling you, we have been very fortunate here in Pennsylvania, and we really should just do everything we can to see that continue. So that's the wrap. Wow. Okay. Well, Thank you. And, and like you said, we have been very fortunate. And this past weekend, we had the doubleheader here with the PA Sprint Series. Um, on Friday, we were at Trailway. And Jake Fry, um, a driver who was in his rookie season last year, picked up his very first um, career win at Trailway. So that was exciting yeah. for them. It was good to see Jake pick up that win. Um, he's been close, uh, especially already this season, done really well. Um, always good to see a, a new winner, but he did a good job there coming from, what, sixth place. Yes, yeah, that's right. Last year at Trailway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he has been close, and then his redraw pit wasn't the best, and so I don't think he was expecting to be in victory lane, but um, that was really cool to see. And then Garrett Bard, who has already visited Victory Lane quite a few times, he ended up, uh, they had mag issues, uh, didn't make it out for the heat race. So he was uh, the hard charger for the evening, picking up the 
right rear compliments of Hoosier Tire Mid-Atlantic. Um, then on Saturday at Port Royal, um, another solid showing by the PA Sprint Series. Um, Aaron Statler picked up another top 10. She's on a roll this year so far. Yeah, she's doing really well, Port Royal for sure. Yeah, she said she really wants to get her dad in victory lane. So hoping that win comes again soon. And um, Larry McVay has been a solid um, top runner, uh, even though he, you know, competes between the Mid-Atlantic Sprint Series and with us. Um, every time he comes out, seems to run strong. Yeah, Larry's running the whole family. The whole family running three cars are all over the place, racing everything in the world. But, you know, he seems to be he seems to be right there every week. I thought that, you know, he's been looking pretty impressive. Yeah. And Nathan Gramley at Port Royal. Uh, that was exciting. A former Port Royal champion started on the front row alongside uh, Ken Duke, last year's Port Royal champion. Uh, but Nathan Gramley hasn't had he has 10 career wins, but nothing since 2016. And he picked up a second place finish. So he was pretty excited about that. Yeah, Nathan been with us for a long time. It's good. I mean, it shows that you can still be competitive. Certainly, the, the, you know, the field is getting uh, more and more competitive. Uh, you know, you got to start on a pole next to the you know, front row next to the national champion. And you got Bard in the field, um, you know, doing a good job and, and staying with it there. Um, definitely a capable and experienced racer. So it was, it was good to see Nathan have a, a good finish there on Saturday night. Yeah. And all, all around, you know, the racing was good and we had a three-way tie for the hard charger um, for advancing eight positions. Uh, Jeremy Hansen, Derek Houck and Nick Swaggart all uh, passed um, for eight spots, but Nick Swaggart with a fifth place finish, the highest finish out of those three came home with the Penns Valley Meat Market extra $100. And um, I got to tell you, that Penns Valley Meat Market uh, tray that they bring up to the tower is delicious. Um, and so the chipped beef, the beef jerky, the bologna, the cheese assortment, as soon as that tray comes up there, everybody swarms, just swarms over top of it. Yeah, so, I saw the, the uh, All-Star guys were, uh, uh, you had to abscond with the, uh, the rest of the plate there just to bring some out. For me, it was... I appreciated that, uh, you know, you, you wrestled that away from them. Um, good stuff for sure. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and then, you know, Doug Dodson came home with um, a second at uh, Trailways and a third at Port Royal. So a good weekend uh, for him as well. But picking up his fourth win of the season, it was Garrett Bard, who we're going to have later on in the show. Yeah, it'll be good uh, to hear from Garrett. And another good, another good week for Doug. So congratulations yeah. to him. Well, let's go talk to Garrett. All right. I'm going to sign off then. This week's guest is Garrett Bard out of Wells Tannery. Uh, Garrett, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me. Now, Garrett, first of all, where in the world is Wells Tannery? Doug looked it up last night on Google Maps, and he said there was like three houses. <laughs> um, well, to be honest with you, I think the whole population of the town is about 250. It's about 15 minutes from Breezewood. So if you guys would know where Breezewood or McConnellsburg, PA is, it's like right in the center of them. Okay. 
Okay. And you've always lived there. That's where you grew up. Uh, since I was five years old. Okay. Cool. That's helpful because Doug said you should ask him where Wells Tannery is. I'm like, all right, I can. So, <laughs> all right. So Garrett, you have uh, nine wins with the Pennsylvania Sprint Series alone. I know you have some wins with our neighboring series as well. And you just started um, just a little over a year ago um, in July of 2019. Um, what's your secret for such quick success or what do you attribute that to? Um, a lot of it is I just, I had to get comfortable in the car real quick. Um, when we first started, we weren't sure how things would go and Roger and Tweedy, they came out and they helped a lot at the beginning. We went and tested at BAPS and then we just kind of went from there and just went at it. We did one practice session. A lot of it, I mean, was adapting to it. I think with all the years of 600 racing to, um, to get into this, there was there was some differences in how the cars drove, but for speed, the size of the tracks, and then like the comparisons, it was pretty similar there. That's what I've heard a lot of people say who run 600s. They said if you're looking to run um, a larger sprint car ever, the 600 is one of the most compatible smaller cars to run. Um, do you is that what your racing background mostly consists of, or was there something else besides the 600? So I started racing when I was five years old. I ran quarter midgets from when I was five until I was 13. And then I took two years off due to uh, my dad's work. And then we started in the 600s when I just turned 15. And we had been running them then. We ran those for seven years. Seven. This would be my eighth year, I think, in a 600 then as well. Okay. And so your last time we were at Path Valley, I think you did double duty. Um, is your plan to still continue with the 600 micro? Um, with the 600, our plan is to primarily focus on the 305, but run the 600 when we get the opportunity to run both of them. So like Clinton County, Path Valley. Um, I know last year I went out to Lernerville one weekend and I ran them both out there. But for the most part, we'll run 305s, but run the 600 when we can. So um, what made you decide to run with the Race Saver Sprints um, in addition to the 600? We had wanted to do something else other than the 600s, but for financial reasons, we couldn't like go to a 358, 410. I mean, they served to get so expensive with the engines that it just, we had to find something. 305s was about the most economical thing we could do mm -hmm. and still run both cars in. Right. That makes sense. Um, so you mentioned uh, Tweedy. Uh, did he, you know, he helped you out on uh, with your race saver sprint. You know, how did you make that connection? And I know Tweedy has um, some history in the race saver sprints as well. Well, we, um, we knew him for years, but like we'd only see him at like the track and stuff. And then I know he's good friends with Roger and everything. And we had been talking to Roger some, before we got into 305s and then when we did finally buy it, the car uh they kind of it's just like we all kind of came together and then that's how it all started yeah i know um you know roger being from mcconnellsburg i think Tweedy's close there as well and um you know they were excited that uh garrett was coming over to race with us um <laughs> and uh obviously uh, we're having a lot of fun 
um, helping them out there. Um, certainly, you got you really got a couple of good ones there. I mean, Roger and his son, uh, a history of of a lot of a lot of wins in a series, along with Tweedy, you know, turning the wrenches for them and participating. Um, you know, sadly, you know, we lost Tweedy, but um, you know, it's good that you. Still have Rogers' wisdom around. I know he's been a little under the weather, but uh, I think he's he's getting getting back, feeling better. I saw it was good to see him at the racetrack on Friday night. Yeah, I think he's he came with us to Clinton, I believe, is two weeks ago, and then he came out to Trailways. I know he wasn't feeling well there for a little while, and he's starting to get better now. So I'd imagine he'll be out to several more races then. How much experience does your does your your father have? What's what's uh, was his contribution in the in the pit area as far as uh, is he doing setups, uh, turning wrenches? What uh, what's his uh, level of involvement there? So my dad actually raced before I was born. Then when I was born, he was running street stocks, and when I turned five, he gave up racing so we could focus on mine. And when I was younger, I was I was horrible at explaining what was wrong with the car and we actually got it to a point where I could explain in a way what I wanted and he'd know exactly what to do and then that carried over to 600s and we had so much success with that and when we started with 305s there was a little bit of a difference on like what Roger and Tweedy um, wanted to do with the car to like how I wanted to drive it like I, I wanted to drive it completely different and so dad he knew like what I wanted so we we all got together and we all got a good baseline setup and we started with that one pretty quickly and then we were able to take off from there but dad does he works on the car all week long every night he's out working on it right now <laughs> and just every night he's working on it whole entire time I'll go watch races see what the track's doing and he'll be working on it how much do you work on the car as well yeah, I um, I do a lot with the tires. I, I get I'm out a lot of tires. It's unreal. And then I just go and find a whole bunch at the end of the nights, and then I'll mount them. Might run them for a race, and then unmount and mount another used one I found. But um, I've been this year. I've been primarily focusing on keeping everything up to date with the 600, working on that, and Dad's been working on the 305. Because I, I was gonna say, you said Dad is out working the shop, and you told me you're golfing earlier tonight. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little behind on the 600. We we didn't work on it at all last week after our last race. So now I got a lot to do to get it ready for Saturday night. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Golfing and racing seem to go together. A lot of a lot of top name drivers seem to do that quite often. Yeah, it seems to be getting a lot popular among a lot of people. I know a lot of my friends from school, and then even a lot of the people from work. They all golf, so it's nice. You can just kind of go out with anybody then to go golfing. Yeah. I found a, a high level of frustration in golf. Um, uh, I, I I enjoy it when I'm doing with friends, but uh, man, the I don't know. I, I guess it's a little cheaper, but uh, uh, the frustration level for me is, you know. Oh, I've <laughs> definitely gotten there with golf. That's for sure. <laughs> now, um, Garrett, what are your plans for the rest of the season? Because I know I was looking at your schedule and BAPS is not on there and I know um you you and you admit that you struggle there do you think that you're going to give that another try um I believe correct me if I'm wrong but I believe we were there not this coming weekend but the following 
And I think right now, depending how Saturday goes, if it goes well, we will probably venture down the BAPS. I can't imagine it'll go well, but we'll give it a try. Yeah, because well, I you seem to be doing pretty well everywhere else. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, maybe maybe you don't win one night, give somebody else a chance. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> I like Path Valley. I tend to do pretty well there. So hopefully that streak can continue there. Yeah, last time you picked up the win in the 600 too, didn't you? Yeah. So you have four at Port, uh, two at Seals Grove, and then Path, Lincoln, and Bedford. So um, I, I can't, I can't think that your your bad night at BAPS is really that bad. Well, it's been. I think I went to BAPS twice, and there were about the only two times, other than Clinton County last week, that I've managed to spin out by myself. Oh, <laughs> it's a whole and experience. Did, and it's not like I spun out running good. I was running dead last. <laughs> it's humbling, but I guess, I don't know, I guess I keep you level-headed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you, 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 everybody has, uh, I guess even Superman has kryptonite, right? Oh, yeah. um, you know, everybody has their weakness. For me, it was everywhere. Um, you know, so... <laughs> Uh, I I uh, didn't have many tracks that were really friendly for me. So, yeah, there's just something about the tight turn tracks that I just I, I don't seem to do too well at. I mean, I generally struggle at Clinton County. I struggle at Baps, Lincoln. I, I don't know. I felt horrible in the heat race, and then fortunately I got the front row in the feature, but. It was just part of that race. I didn't even feel comfortable out in the car. Like, I felt comfortable, but I was sitting there waiting to spin out or do something dumb again. <laughs> I would imagine there's some people across the country wondering if you care about the national points. Are you are you trying to get 20 races in so you can contend for the national championship, or is that not a focus? Um, at the beginning of the year, that was one of our goals, but with the whole COVID thing and part of like the Midwest starting up before we did, it kind of made it hard. Um, we're still trying to get there, but I don't know. It's like I said to dad, I feel like we need like 26, 27 races. And so I don't know if we'll get there. I feel like I'll still end up around the top five. I think last I looked, I was fifth, but I don't know if I'll be able to get enough races to replace the couple bad races I've had to be in contention for like top two or three. Yeah, we're, we're blessed in that we, we do have a lot of races. I don't know if, you know, teams around the country are going to be that fortunate, but, you know, certainly as time goes on and depending on the situation, I mean, we, we could get shut down this week. You never know. Um, so yeah, it's, it's difficult to project whether you have a shot at that. And it's never really been a focus, um, at least, you know, coming in, it's our belief that, you know, teams just race when they can. And like you said, on a budget, try to keep in that budget. Do you, do you feel like uh, race saver is a, is a long-term thing where you can come back year after year, try to get that national championship? Um, or, you know, do you have uh, an idea that you like to move on at some point? Um, I, I never call it moving up because um, I believe that, you know, we're raising the level of race saver and uh, to the point where, you know, you can, you know, gain, gain some national, um, but the, you know, what's the, what's the long-term plan here? Um, long-term goal. I mean, ultimately it would be to get into a 410, 
but financially we can't do that. I mean, that would have to, it'd have to be some sort of agreement as far as like an engine goes or somebody offering a ride or something. So, I mean, as, as far as right now, the plans to continue running 305s. Um, obviously, I'd love to win the national championship. I know Ken Duke did it last year. He was the first Pennsylvania person, I believe, to have done it. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to win that. But I don't know if it's feasible this year. So maybe we'll go after it big time next year. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we get a full season. Um, you know, Ken definitely had a uh, a great season last year. He's he's uh, kind of hitting his stride now, but um, it's really hard with a, a shortened season like that to to get excited about pushing it. But um, doing doing well so far, that's for sure. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe you know, out there things could change. You know, because um, Garrett, you mentioned other series you know, being able to start earlier, you know, things could always change for them as well. Yeah, yeah. You never know if they're going to get a full season in. All right. Well, Garrett, um, we'll see you this weekend at Path Valley then. All right. Um, All right. Thank you guys for having me. Um, I'd yeah, like to just thank everybody that's helped me out through the past year and a week or two since I started in three of five's um, parents for helping me, Kevin Glee, for this awesome engine I've been running. Um, um, Jesus, I'm drawing a blank in between 600 and this, but Roger, Tweedy, my uncle, um, Elias Tire, and then just everybody else that's helped out. Yeah, we're trying to we're trying to get that uh, 600 distraction off your plate there. You know, get you focusing on uh, on uh, the sprint car, um, but. Uh, Definitely, uh, definitely off to a good start and some good help there. Um, and, uh, you know, definitely appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you. All right, Rod. Well, it was nice catching up with Garrett Bard away from the racetrack. He's a man of few words, but it was nice to talk to him outside of Victory Lane. Yeah, um, I don't know how much we uh, unraveled that mystery, um, you know, but uh, uh, definitely, you know, definitely a good racer. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I know Roger and, of course, I knew Tweedy uh, personally, and they both said, you know, he was good. I don't, I don't know, you know, there seems to be a chemistry there, maybe with his dad, maybe just with his driving, um, but, uh, you know, as good as he is, um, it just makes everybody else better. You know, nowadays I, I listened this weekend to a couple of drivers that had said, you know, they watch replays on TV and, and um, you know, our racers are all good. They're just like everybody else. They're doing their homework. They're studying what's going on and um, nobody's invincible. Like, uh, Kyle Larson's tearing up the, the world right now, but, you know, eventually even Superman, you know, uh, lose their cape. But, Right. Um, and uh, uh, good, good talking to him, hearing a little bit about his back history. Um, you know, I think he needs to get the focus on the sprint car and, and take a break from that uh, micro sprint. You know, um, but uh, uh, good, to, good at least learn a little bit about Garrett. Um, looking forward to getting back to Path Valley this weekend. And uh, with that, uh, we'll wrap it up. So thanks for letting us come out to play.